0: This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury, bringing you the best stories and interviews from Down Under. Yeah, I don't know how Down Under we're getting this week. There's actually (laughs) a lot going on in the whole world uh, of hockey um, now that the Stanley Cup has been awarded, um, I guess our tensions are turning to other things now. Obviously, we're like reaching the uh, halfway point of the Chow season. But um, this week, I think, fair warning, um, there's got to be quite a bit of non-hockey chat this week. That'll come later. We'll get through the hockey first. But Joe, uh, first of all, big news in your world. Being a Ducks fan, you've got a new head coach. Yeah, we're, we're going
1: back to our roots. We're going back to the original, I guess, premise of this podcast: talking about Leafs in the channel and Ducks chat. Uh, Dallas. They, I don't
0: know if there'll be much Leafs chat. Just so people... oh, a
1: lot of rumors, a lot of rumors, and maybe reasons that trades they should have made but they didn't. But um, yeah, Dallas Eakins, uh, former former Edmonton Oilers coach, former. Toronto Marlies coach. Yeah. He's now the head coach of the Muddy Ducks of Anaheim, which <laughs> I will continue to call them that rather than <laughs> the Anaheim Muddy Ducks. Which
0: I noticed you did that last week. Yeah.
1: Well, I only found out, so this is a story that I found out. The reason why they changed their logo and their branding from the great logo and eggplant and jade colors that we all grew up loving was Brian Burke. Brian Burke came in and went, those logos, those colors are terrible. We're going black. We're going to this Ducks logo and that's the reason I'm the GM president. We're changing it.
0: So think about that. <laughs> so, so it wasn't to do with Disney. It was, well, I mean, it was nope. more, more about Brian Burke. Huh.
1: Brian Burke. Brian Burke. But they could never go back to it because once they gave it up, Disney obviously owned it and then right. they would have to buy it back. So thanks, Brian.
0: He's kind of like I just he he won't go away, and now he's in this career as a you know sports broadcaster with Sportsnet. <coughs> next Don Cherry, <coughs> I heard, I heard that I heard that I can't remember what broadcast it was on, um, but yeah, they called him the next Don Cherry, and I was like, for fuck's sake, that better not happen. I don't want to be listening to him for another thirty years.
1: Is it how would Canada take? an American on their Saturday night hockey night in Canada telling them all this, I mean, stuff that actually doesn't make any sense anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but preaching that voice of Hannah, uh, like Canada's hockey oh.
0: gospel. Oh yeah. I just, I just I don't know. I mean, personally, I think when coaches, like when, when Ron and Don stopped doing coaches corner, I think you stopped doing coaches corner yep I agree I am I am of that belief um also if they are going to replace that with something that involves Brian Burke that then leaves me waiting probably a, another 30 plus years until that person becomes Steve dangle which is kind of <laughs> you know I, I thought they were kind of maybe groom, like grooming him into that kind of thing I read this really awesome uh, interview on the athletic recently with the new president of Sportsnet, And one thing that they were doing is they have this yeah. little, um, he,
1: he loves Steve. So he he loves, loves one of his, yeah. his pillars of, uh, pillars of new content, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. He loves Steve. He loves, uh, Faisal Kamisa, who I rate big time. I love what he does with his Raptors coverage online. Um, and then he's just really approachable and he's just kind of like that, to me, he's that face of Toronto. Like he brings that diversity and of course he has, he has an awesome story himself. Uh, you need to read into it. Like being a cancer survivor at such a young age, um, really inspiring and all the stuff that he's gone through to get to where he is now. And then, yeah. So the, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the new prison of Sportsnet, but at this stage, but um, yeah, like they've created, like it's like an incubator and they're trying to like develop new talent um, and, you know, sort of get them to that level that we see obviously with like your Elliot Friedman's and you know your mm-hmm. Ron McLean and that kind of thing. Um so if
1: only if only sports media companies in New Zealand would think, hey, maybe we could go outside of rather than just people who played the game and now are retired and have PR companies, maybe let's get some actual people who can talk about sport in an interesting way <laughs> to present it on TV or on social media or
0: uh, yeah, in print. weird because there's these two guys that do a hockey podcast. Mm. I know. Uh, it's it's very strange. It's, it's funny. I've had a really interesting day. It's been a very busy day. I basically come to doing this podcast with you now uh, after doing two interviews. Both were basically the same role at different companies, uh, producing sports content for uh, digital platforms and social media and whatnot. And um one of them uh was like a radio company and we're talking about podcasts and so obviously I talk about hockey and everything that we've been doing and um <laughs> they were like oh so are you the only hockey podcast in New Zealand and I was like I believe so and they're like good it's important to be first to market <laughs> and I'm like yeah <laughs> I agree <laughs> it's so niche though so um but yeah it's i don't know like Eken's man." um The funny thing with that, it just, he reminds, every time I hear his name, one, Sarah has this nickname for him, um, the accountant, because that's what he looks like um, Mm -hmm. on the bench, on this suit and his slip back hair. Um, And also, for some reason, I mean, uh, it's pretty obvious, uh, you make the comparison, it reminds me of Ekans, the Pokemon, just because of the name, you know, (laughs) Dallas Ekans, Ekans, not saying he's a snake, but. You know, I, for some reason, I just kind of, oh, oh, when I hear Dallas Egan's name, I'm, I think of Ecans, who was like one of my favorite um, Pokemon, which, have we ever talked about Pokemon on this podcast? I don't know if we have. I don't think we have, but hmm.
1: there's a lot of off-season to get into, so we, we could <laughs> go, down, go down that trail. Yeah. So what I do you mean, think of? I think it's, well, I mean, we, we've we had two and a half years of, well, three years almost of Randy. And the thing I'm worried about with this hire is the Ducks franchise has always had this. We don't give a shit about analytics. <laughs> yeah, they're one of the last
0: teams, aren't they, to really buy into it? Yep. Yeah.
1: Whereas his whole thing is he is all about it, and what he's done with San Diego um, has really been all about building teams and play through that, through the numbers and through the underlying numbers and everything. So whether he can come up and instil that with, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of older players with horrific contracts on that team, <laughs> that hopefully it doesn't he doesn't run into the similar situation here with Edmonton where they kind of had a little bit different. They were younger players, but they were players that uh we are the we are God's given gift to hockey in Edmonton. Now we're gonna. Do our own thing. We're not gonna listen to this guy who's banning donuts in the (laughs) press box. Um and he's installing Andrew Ference as the captain who isn't really a main player, you know, like so hopefully he doesn't he's learned from that experience Mm. and he now knows that there are there are different ways to do things other than just his way.
0: Yeah, well, I guess obviously with Dallas, he uh, he has spent the last four years um, in the AHL with the San Diego mm. Girls, so he's grooming kinda...
1: those grooming those beautiful little girls, <laughs> especially that defense. Good, like they've been trading away so many defensemen, and
0: it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're yeah. just
1: bringing more and more through. So
0: I know it's crazy,
1: but yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. They're gonna. Are going to buy it? Perry, which is crazy to think. But and Kessler, Kessler's hips are going to fall off, so probably he <laughs> won't play again. Yeah, our, trade yeah. Henrique, and it's just it's it's pretty crazy. I just it would be good for it to be a nice clean slate rather than him coming in and trying to massage all these other older people who are doing it their own way. Because if you can do that and come in with a clean slate, and they give a good couple of years of rebuilding in two years the team could be good gibson will be hitting his prime the defense is good let's just get through this randy carlisle (laughs) shit way of playing and (laughs) go in a different direction
0: hey i mean yeah there's gonna be an interesting season uh for the ducks so be curious to see how things develop there. I don't really know at this stage where it's too early to tell like where you could rate I guess their chances for, you know, the 2019-2020 season. But of course, we're coming into that time of year where I mean the Ducks aren't the only one making moves. There's a lot of moves happening with the draft coming up and free agency uh, also on the horizon. You know, mm-hmm. we saw the Flyers and the Capitals, you know, being trade mates and swapping in for Redgardus just a straight one for one interesting one there
1: very interesting like what it's what are the capitals doing like i don't know are they just trying to save money i guess that's what they're kind of doing but philadelphia to get Niskanen and then they made another weird kind of acquisition a little bit later for another right-handed defenseman it seems all you have to do now To play in the NHL is be a right-handed defenseman. You get (laughs) traded or signed to these massive contracts. Yeah. Um, yeah, They do come at a premium, yeah. (laughs) Chuck Fletcher, the GM, well, the the latest GM for Philadelphia, this is not a good kind of look for what he's been doing.
0: No, um, I mean, I do like um, – you're referring to the Justin Braun trade from uh, Mm -hmm. yesterday. Yeah, so, I mean, that – yeah, interesting. I do like Justin Braun. Um and then obviously you've got um Oli Mada, who has gone to the Chicago Blackhawks after people were saying he had no trade value.
1: Yeah. Well he'll he'll play one year for Chicago and then get traded to Arizona. So that's <laughs> yeah. Or or Columbus.
0: But it is, yeah, it is all defensive at the moment. Um, they're just, you know, swapping them around. You know, Jacob Truba, who's long been rumored to be heading on his way out of Winnipeg, obviously he made the trade request um, a while back. And you know, I guess relationships there have kind of frayed a bit. And, you know, contract negotiations between uh, those two parties have never been that smooth. And then, How, so, how do you
1: feel about that? Because was Truba a player that he'd look pretty good playing alongside uh, Morgan Riley in Toronto, <laughs> and all they gave up. If you think about it, because Winnipeg and New York made that trade for Kevin Hayes and a first-round pick, and Brendan Lemieux at the trade deadline. So for Jacob Trouba, Winnipeg got Neil Pionk, who's a right-hand defenseman, offensive defenseman. Yeah, I like and that. and the first-round pick that they traded to New York. So, basically, they traded Jacob Truba and a first-round pick, Bryn Lemieux, for
0: Neil Pionk, and that's it. <laughs> well, like that's not going to be the only head-scratcher coming up. Um, and then, you know, it's only going to heat up now. I read – well, I got a <laughs> – I kind of laughed at it. I got a notification from the TSN app to say – that um now with all those trades happening that Nikita Zaitsev is at the top of the trade bait i was like <laughs> i was like are you sure about that i was like for one his contract is terrible and two his play has slipped you know, in the last couple of years. Um, obviously he made some very interesting comments to the Russian media back home mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Um not happy about, I guess the way that, you know, people were talking about him in Toronto and then basically, you know, that it wasn't his fault and blah, 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 but you know, fuck whatever, man. I'm kind of glad to see the, the back of you, to be honest. Um, He's a
1: right-handed defenseman, so he will get traded immediately.
0: Yeah, so that's probably why he's at the top of the list. <laughs> and then you know, obviously, free agent uh, frenzy coming up as well. Jordan Eberle has had his contract extension five years, five point five per. Uh, mm-hmm. Good, good move there for the uh, Islanders. I'd have to say, um, yeah, I, I don't mind Jordan Eberle. I think I like he's him. he's good. Once he
1: he is what he is, he's a like a twenty twenty-five. Goal scorer with 60 points, play alongside Barzal, get his points. He's not great defensively, but you've got other other players. They just need to sign Anders Lee now and not see him go Leaving free agency for the, have the captain leave for the second year in a row. <laughs> Toronto should sign him and just go, fuck you. We're taking all of your cappers.
0: <laughs> what a troll move that would be by Carl Dubas. Um, yeah. Speaking of Jordan Eberle, uh, from, I think it was from 20, it was either 2013 or 2014. There is, uh, if you look on YouTube, there's a couple of great Coke ads featuring him uh-huh. and Stephen Stamkos. Frickin love them. Um, go find those. Um, cause there are, good, feel good, um, you know, kind of co-commercials. And then obviously Carl Hagelin re-signing, um, with the Capitals four years, 2.75. Yep, good move. Good yeah, move. I mean, he's, he's, you know, you need a Swedish, uh, winger. He gets around, but he, you know, still good, still good. And then obviously Anthony Duclair one year contract extension with um, the Senator. So it's nice to see him staying somewhere for a bit, hopefully.
1: They need players, which is the main thing, <laughs> and who are cheap.
0: And then, of course, the big fish is gone. Eric Carlson took the max max deal, <clears throat> eight years at eleven point five per.
1: Which I'm disappointed. I'm not that I'm a, a Ducks fan, and I'm disappointed that he's staying <laughs> in the Pacific Division. But I'm, why not? Why not just go to free agency and just see? Just have a look. Have a look. What's going on there? Maybe you could go to New York and make arrangements or something, or just just have a look rather than just um am going Hockey's so boring. Just <laughs> I'm I'm resigning with my own team. That's all I'm gonna do.
0: <laughs> Can you spin a Swedish accent on that? <laughs> I wish I
1: could, but they're such beautiful people. Yeah.
0: You can. You're not, that's for sure. Mm. Uh but I don't know. I think obviously he could only get the eight years with San Jose, so that could be part of it. I mean, coming from uh Ottawa, he must be loving that North Carolina lifestyle. So that I mean that could be part of it as well, you know? I mean I don't I don't blame him for that. But Ottawa,
1: Northern California,
0: Ottawa, mm. Northern California. It's um it's an easy decision, I think. <laughs> mm. But the eleven point five, um yeah. That's Which is more
1: more than Doughty. So it's more than Drew Dowdy.
0: It's a lot of coin.
1: Yeah. Is he the he would be the highest paid defenseman now,
0: I would say, in the league? I'm trying to look that up, so if you could keep stalling for a moment and uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, I guess the other one is Kevin Hayes, who got traded from Winnipeg for a it was their deadline acquisition. Got traded to Philadelphia for a fifth-round pick. Um, signed a seven-year, $7 seven, year, seven million, $7.1 million contract. He scored 19 goals, 35 assists for 50 points last year, and he is getting paid $7.14 million. It's just like typical flyers. Uh, we, we're going to spend $50 million on a guy who – We'll probably play three years and then get bought
0: out. Mm. So it is almost yeah, it's very comparable to the Drew Doughty contract. Um, he's making 500k more per um, per season, um, signing at the same age, same length. So uh, it's going through um, until 2027. Both of them. Uh, I I know Doughty had a hard year with the Kings, but personally, I rate Doughty over Carlson. Um, well, I
1: I would agree with that. He plays more of an all round game.
0: Yeah, uh, I know. And then okay, I'm looking at that list. So comparing, and then there's like Brent Burns, uh, John Carlson, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, and then the next name on the list cracks me up because he just got bought out, Dion from Earth. Oh, Dion from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. Dion nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Just put, him, I don't know, like, yeah. I mean, probably a good move to buy him out. Obviously, they're trying to make space there. Um, and
1: Ottawa are still paying money on that contract. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then yeah, obviously you mentioned you mentioned Kevin Hayes. Um, that's a good good pickup by uh, the Flyers. That's a, lot,
1: that's a lot of money though. Mm. To have him playing third. Second line center, seven millions for a second line center. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is he? Because I mean, obviously you've got, um you know, you've like I'm um, <laughs> blanking on the names, Claude Giroux and you know uh, Jakub Voracek <laughs> together. You've got um, Sean Couturier as well. So and then Nolan
1: Patrick, who was their second overall kind of draft for two like two years ago, who was meant to be their the next big franchise center you know, and then you bring in a guy who is getting paid 7 million dollars I don't I don't know I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and then and now that now they've got like 14,000 defensemen <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know what the Flyers are doing I I saw a comment recently that basically they wanted to um I- any move that they made was for now not for the future they want to win while they still have Jeru and uh Vorchek kind of you know in their prime they don't want to waste those years I was like I feel like you've been wasting those years for a couple of years already guys so
1: yeah those those prime years are gone could we say
0: they're beginning to go on for Jeru at least um yeah it's a bit of a weird stance to take I don't you know, I don't know if I agree with that but um yeah. One, one,
1: one good thing, though, would be if the Flyers did win a Stanley Cup, how great would gritty be during the parade and <laughs> the celebration and everything with the Stanley Cup?
0: The parade should just be gritty. Mm. Just three hours of gritty. Um, but yeah, obviously, there's going to be more to come. You know, stuff could happen. Obviously, the NHL awards are happening um, very soon. Uh, tomorrow, in fact, um, by the time this podcast comes out, it will be today. So, way yeah. way to date ourselves there. So, more news might come out. Who knows?
1: And then the draft and free agency, and
0: so it's only heating up. Um, speaking of, obviously, NHL awards is when they reveal NHL twenty. Um, <clears throat> so, I am oh, I am I'm really nervous about this, Joe. Like I skipped on NHL nineteen. I played. Mm-hmm. I played the uh, open beta. I played the like ten hour demo through um, EA Access, and I just wasn't sold. So it's the first year since about I want to say NHL ten that I haven't bought the game.
1: I I got sucked in. I got sucked in. I bought it, and do you know what the the most annoying thing is? I digitally downloaded it, so I can't <laughs> even take that disc. And trade it in for six dollars of EB Games credit. It's (laughs) on my computer or on my PlayStation. I can't. I can delete it, and I get nothing out of it. I get nothing.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said about you know physical uh, copies. I bought the new Mortal Kombat recently. Loved it for about five hours, and then I was bored of it. So, um, pretty keen to do the same. Trade it in for something else. Um, Maybe NHL 20 if it woos me over, but.
1: What what are your main concerns, and what are your wish lists that you wanna you wanna put into the game? I know the main thing is like South Pacific, or you know, servers that will actually give you decent access to the game online.
0: Yeah, because obviously a lot of the stuff they push now is online based, um, <clears throat> but their servers more you know focused on the North American European markets. Uh, there's you know there can be a lot of lag there even if you're just playing someone down the street and so it kind of i mean i mean for me personally from my experience it's kind of locked you out of basically half the game like you know i really like the idea of world of chow and you know the nhl ones and everything but i just couldn't really you know i couldn't get really into it and same with Hockey Ultimate Team. I really like the idea of it—the whole like collecting cards and whatnot, and sort of building your team up, and having like your own little dream team. But um, I always, play, you know, the good thing is they added off offline season, so that helped. Uh, so that was smart. Um, I don't know if they kept that in NHL '19 because again didn't play it. Um, but the main thing for me is because that the online modes aren't really effective for me. Uh the big thing for me is Beer Pro. And mm-hmm. Beer Pro has been so, so stale for a long time now. What it
1: hasn't really changed since it kind of came in.
0: Not since the ne- uh, since the new generation, um mm. when they had that failed launch with NHL fifteen. Oh my
1: god, the, the Patrice Bergeron one was <laughs>
0: it had no
1: it had no features, it had no gameplay, you couldn't actually do anything on it. Yeah, so bad.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's just kind of, you just play, you can put in a trade request, you can do a couple things, but there's so much that you can't do. And, you know, obviously you see with FIFA, you see with uh, the NBA 2K series, they have like full-on story modes. And then, you know, I would like to be able to have a player that I can actually develop and you see them grow and, you know, actually care about it rather than just, It just feels like a grind and it feels like you're getting nowhere Um, because I always like to start by playing in the uh, junior leagues, like in the, like um, the Ontario hockey league. So, I mean, I'm normally playing for the Mississauga Steelheads, Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. There's no value there. I get bored of, of it after a while. So the main mode for me has been NHL threes. Without that, I would have been so bored with the NHL games the last two years. Um, so if they don't revamp be a pro for me it's it's a no go um like pretty much automatically and I, I know you sort of had i guess similar feelings about um you know this sort of gm mode as well
1: yeah like fr- franchise mode is is my is my jam like i love to feel like i am a, a general manager and stuff but <laughs> the last few years it's it's been a struggle because you can now watch every single game that you want to watch on the NHL games in a package. So, in the past, it was like, "Well, the only time I'm going to see a Ducks game is every four months on Sky." <laughs> so you are crafting your own own history and playing it and feel like you are controlling the team. Mm. Whereas now, it's just you are you listen to podcasts, you listen to the way that we consume media basically has changed that you can get anything that you want. So you can read blogs, you can do whatever you want. And so that whole point of that franchise mode seems to have gone away.
2: Mm.
1: Um, whereas unless they introduced like an online GM mode, which they used to have.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people have been calling for that to come back ever since this next generation. Mm. So the one thing that um, kind of worries me is that, and we've seen it recently, um, E3 has just been, which is basically the week where I just geek out over any announcement, uh, especially with Nintendo, and there's been quite a few things that have kind of you know got me really excited about what's coming after the rest of the year, especially um, the fact that they just dropped that there is a se- direct sequel to Out of Breath of the Wild coming. I was just oh. like, yeah, oh. I know one of the greatest games of all time. And they're just like, Oh, Hey guys. Yeah. Sequels in development. And they showed like a cinematic trailer and it looked really dark and, you know, scary. It was awesome. And then you look up any like a uh, Nintendo YouTuber and they all basically had the same reaction. Just frigging lost their shit. Um, I did as well watching it at, like 2am, uh, in the morning, trying to be quiet, Sarah's sleeping. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Um, Kinda <laughs> I'm kind of lost my train of thought just thinking about Zelda because I'm again just, just <laughs> thinking about how awesome it's gonna be, but yeah, my worry is that um because oh, i didn't
1: I didn't see anything out of e three which is for n h l which is a little bit
0: well, they generally don't they always i think because obviously the n h l awards are so soon after it, like basically a week after the fact they don't bother i think oh. e a Again, I don't think they were there actually this year. They did like an online presentation, and obviously they showed FIFA and they showed Madden. Um, and those are kind of like their highlights. And then they save NHL for the oh. NHL awards. But the thing that I'm worried about is I mean, Sony weren't even at E3 and this year, which, you know, sort of got a lot of people talking. And the whole focus at the moment is. What is happening with the next generation? What's you know what's happening after Xbox One and PS4? Like you know, so <clears throat> it seems like those developers and those companies are all gearing towards that. Like 2020 is going to be the year where we get those new um, generations of consoles. So is NHL 20 just going to be? I don't know, like a transition year. Like are they are they going to go all in and finally use the same software engine as FIFA and Madden and make things look? Amazing, or are they just not going to bother and be like, "Oh, we'll save it for next year because there's a new console coming."
1: Pay a hundred and twenty dollars for your new roster updates.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, my other main request is obviously I said it last year, didn't happen. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen here as well, but a uh, Switch version, just yep. down, yeah, downgrade it a little bit. Let me play NHL on the go. I would fucking love that. But, um, I mean, EA have already shown that, one, I don't think they're going to bring Madden to the Switch. FIFA, uh, they developed their own engine for it, actually, uh, from FIFA 18 and then repurposed it in 19, which is cool that they did that. Um, but then they have already said FIFA 20 is going to be what, you know, those legacy editions. It is effectively a roster update for 80 bucks or whatever. So... I don't have very high hopes about uh NHL game coming to switch anytime soon. So at least my Xbox will stay employed for a little while longer, <laughs> but yeah, I will see. I mean, <clears throat> the announcement might even be happening by the time this podcast uh, comes out. So we'll probably, um, I know obviously you're busy with radio stuff uh, and obviously the cricket world cup. So, I'll probably try and do a reaction video, I guess, and be one of those people.
1: I, I want your reaction video to just be you for five seconds and then you get up and walk out.
0: <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um,
1: Pull up your switch and just start playing. like, this is Zelda. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, actually, I mean, uh, playing realm Royale, which I told you about, is kind of like Fortnite, but without the Fortnite, without the fort building. Um, oh, the but, building. Yeah. Good
1: God. What is the building? Why are you building? But also, are you, building?
0: you get a horse or a mount, so you can actually you can move from spot to spot a lot faster. It's great. Um, so you can duck in and out of combat if you want to. So um,
1: the, the other game from E3, I don't know if you saw it, was the um, Cyberpunk twenty uh, Cyberpunk seven. 207- Seven with Keanu Reeves.
0: Yes. Did you see the trailer for that? I did, and everyone like lost their mind over the reveal and that Keanu was there. So he's kind of going through like uh, obviously the whole John Wick thing he's very popular at the moment. Um, if you haven't seen the Netflix film Always Be My Maybe, go watch it because Keanu was in that and he is hilarious. Um, but. Enough, I guess, <clears throat> I mean, we kind of do want to bring more pop culture back into the podcast, which is great, but um, bringing it a bit closer to home, the and this is an amazing segue, the Ice Hockey Classic is currently in uh, Australia. Sydney was last weekend. It's Melbourne this weekend. And um, I think it's safe to say, obviously I haven't announced it, but I think it's safe to say it's not coming to New Zealand this year. <laughs> it's,
1: it's not looking good by this time. Last year it was probably, I mean, you would have broken the story on on Parkier and everything, so let's say it's not going to come this year. No no guarantees, no (laughs) guarantees, but it's not looking likely. But you you went along to the the Classic in Sydney and, you know, obviously if you haven't seen it already, check out your interview with um, NHL player Nathan Walker, but what was your uh, (laughs) thoughts of the Classic last weekend? Um. Compared to New Zealand, or well, not compared to New Zealand, but just yeah, this year.
0: Well, I this I still have I have very fond memories of that Spark Arena game. Um, I thought that was Westpac Arena, not so much. Well, West, yeah, let's not talk
1: about Westpac <laughs> Stadium. That's
0: that's a <laughs> bit of a um, dark asterisk on the. On the uh, New Zealand hockey calendar from last year. But, no, the I mean, the Spark Arena one, it was just, for me, it was pretty much perfect. <coughs> it, was, it was perfect.
1: That was a magical day. It was a magical day for New Zealand hockey, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was cool uh, because they had the Australian Ice Hockey League very heavily involved. They had their all-star game as the warm-up, which I thought was a cool idea. I I think maybe New The NCAA shelf should do something very similar um, if the Ice Hockey Classic is coming back uh, in 2020. Um, There's rumblings that it is, but, you know, there's no confirmation yet. So, obviously, there's not really a lot of info out there. But I think it would be really cool if we had – if we brought back Skate of Origin. Mm. I freaking – I miss Skate of Origin. I think it's such a cool idea having a North Island versus South Island.
1: And that's something you could sell to, like, the mass New Zealand – yeah, because it's, it's, it's
0: not just Auckland versus Auckland. No, and it's
1: yeah. that state of origin thing which Kiwis love to get behind <laughs> yeah. for some reason just because it's born into us now. But yeah. you turn it into a North Island, South Island thing, it, it's, I think it would be amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it would be a good a good warm-up game. Um, so that was cool. I got to see the like, the last little bit of it. Uh, Bradley Apps, former Red Devils star, is obviously doing well with the Melbourne Mustangs. He was there as part of the All-Star. Friend friend of the podcast as well. <laughs> well, our most requested interview uh, <laughs> now that we've done uh, Adrian Volpe, he is now the number one requested interview, interviewee. So that's got to happen at some point soon. Um, and then he. they also had a skills comp, which happened uh, just as people were coming in for the USA Canada game. Um, the convention center down in Darling Harbour was um, packed out. Um, the setup was cool. Um, I would say because of the size of it, it did feel a little cavernous. This and that,
1: that's, that's not the normal rink that the Sydney Bears play in, is it?
0: No, no. So the Sydney Bears and the Sydney Ice Dogs both play at um, the Macquarie rink, um, sort of up north in the northern, almost oh, not even really northern suburbs, but you know, I'm still figuring my way around this city. But, um, yeah, so it was a broad end ranks, same kind of thing as what they did with Spark Arena, but Spark Arena Mm -hmm. was a lot more, you know, it was actually like arena atmosphere. You felt like you were above the players, uh, you know, it just looked amazing. Whereas. Oh, uh, wow. There
1: was a siren in the background
0: you're you hearing that okay I
1: feel like I feel like we're on the the pdo cast with uh <laughs> Dmitri <laughs> <Philip Popich.
0: laughs> well I think it used to be the leaf report they used to do that as well um, so no my walls are not soundproof um unfortunately but yeah uh I just felt a little cavernous and I don't mean that is I don't mean that in like disrespect to the organizers and everything the way they've pulled that together um mm. I, it is nothing short of a miracle the fact that they could uproot a rink in 48 hours play a game of hockey tear it back down and in in that process you've given a lot of people a really good show people that probably don't actually get to see hockey all that often Um, yeah i i think that is i think that's more the target audience rather than you know say those that go along to the um australian league games or the new zealand league games you know it is yeah it's more kind of the whole idea of it And and i think it's awesome obviously you're trying to grow the game and expose more people to it and they come away from it just loving the game Um, obviously they focus a lot more on a bit of skill and whatnot so you know there's some good players there as well and but yeah i think just for me personally um the i mean the highlight for me actually was making connections um got to meet a bunch of people from you know, like the Australian league, like the crew that do the live streaming out of Melbourne, like James Morgan, you know, they do an amazing job. He was looking after like all the production for the game. Um, And then met Luke Worthington from the Fifth Liners podcast, who um, is really like, we're actually really keen now to do a crossover episode. So that's going to happen at some point. um, Awesome. In the near future, I think. Um, And yeah, just a bunch, you know, a few Aussies coming up to me and just being like, are you Logan? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh mate, love the podcast. Love what you're doing, mate. Uh, so <laughs> it's cool to see that, um, you know, even the Aussies, you know, uh, sort of jumping on board. So that's really cool. Um, So I think that was the main thing for me. It was just really cool getting to meet some people. Um, And finally, <laughs> you know, finally, I guess, I don't know, getting my name out there in the hockey community in Australia, like I've been here for five months and I haven't done shit. Uh. <laughs> But this week, actually, I haven't, I haven't told you this. I'm doing color commentary for the Sydney Bears. And, uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Very nice. How do,
1: we, uh, how do we tune into those, uh, those streams?
0: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have to find out. They, the Sydney teams, this, this is interesting. There's one point that the NZHL have over the Australians. Is that not every team live stream? Right. Uh, so same thing. It is the responsibility of the teams to organize it, just like in the NZHL. Um, <clears throat> but in Sydney, they don't do it. Uh, it's, it's a cost factor, purely a cost factor, but they do radio instead.
1: Um, okay,
0: cool. Which is something that we had kind of thought about uh, with the NZHL in the past. Yep. Um So I think they run it through Mixer. Uh, I have to double check, but um, I mean, when I get the link, obviously I'll put it out there. So uh <laughs> Yeah, they sort of um, got in touch with me about doing that, so a little nervous, so we'll see how we go. I uh, haven't done commentary since uh, the Ice Blacks hosted that tournament in Botany two years ago, and we were great then. <laughs> Jesus, we were good.
1: Mm. Luckily, that time we had um, the uh, the guidance and the the soft hands of Wanna make it Ian, right. Ian Wanamaker to bring us through, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: hopefully you'll have someone as good as him helping you.
0: Hopefully. I mean, no, I, I know for a fact I do, um, which would be great. Um, but I, I'm excited to finally see, um, you know, Jake Radcliffe playing for the Bears, see how he goes. And they're playing the Perth Thunder, which is Andrew Cox's team. But uh, I think he's possibly not making the trip, which is a shame because I was really looking forward to watching him play again. <laughs> it's weird because you do, like when I did the Iceblakes tour, you're spending three weeks with them every day and then all of a sudden you don't see them at all it's kind of like you're going back to your normal life and it 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 took a couple of weeks to kind of uh amalgamate back into that um that yeah and speaking of national teams i need to do a quick update with the inline ferns things have changed a little bit with their schedule since our last podcast
1: give us a uh give us an update (laughs) what was that (laughs) well there's some kind of weird dog just fired up on my computer (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So inline influence. Um All the all the times are going to be these are New Zealand times. Uh, their first game is July seven against France at four. Oh, this is, yeah six a.m. Sorry, it's four a.m. on my calendar. That's Sydney type six a.m. The uh, interesting thing there is France would have just would have played USA earlier that day, so they're playing two games in one day. So that might be a bit tired. Oh wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. So good good time for the inline fans to strike.
0: Yep. Yeah, and then same same day in New Zealand time, at least um, the Ferns play Chinese Taipei at nine PM. Next day, Monday, July the eighth, uh, it's against Italy at nine PM, and then the day after mm-hmm. that, Tuesday the ninth of July at midnight. Oh, actually no, that would make it Wednesday. Sorry, that would make it Wednesday the tenth. It's at midnight against uh, USA, the big one, the big dog. So. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast that we did with uh, um, Janica Val and Hannah Jensen, check that out because a couple of lovely ladies on that team and they're an awesome team to follow. So go hit them up on social media and you know follow their exploits.
1: And if you're, um, if you're jaded about sports and think that no one, the athletes don't really care, listen to that podcast because that is just pure love of the game, those mm. girls. It's so refreshing to hear. And they do it because they love what they're doing.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you get like that whole team. Like I, swear, like I said in the um, last week, they're just such an inspirational bunch, such a down to earth bunch. Um, so I think you know they're a team that it, they're easy to get behind. You know, like it, I feel like you can people can kind of relate to people like that and really get behind them. So um, obviously, wish them all the best. Hopefully, they can win big. Like a certain other team,
2: dude. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta yeah.
0: do it. I gotta do it. I gotta do the horns. Yes. Toronto Raptors NBA champions, people. Ah. So we we
1: what we even watched that in our office at work in New Zealand. It's not often that American sports kind of um, take over, but it was just a great story, and I guess I was pushing it because. <laughs> the affinity towards Toronto and all that kind of stuff. But you stayed up and you watched the 17 hour live stream of the parade. Um, how was that? Was it quite emotional looking at places? I guess you would have seen them drive through streets that you'd walked down and sites that you'd seen and places you've stood in the past and everything.
0: Yeah, dude, it was, oh, first of all, Tuesday was a write-off for me because um so like just thinking like this is an Australian time. So you do the math two hours. It started at 1130 a.m. Uh, P.m. Sorry on the Monday night mm-hmm. and I didn't go to bed until 630 a.m. Next day on Tuesday. <laughs> so a whole seven hours. Um I think it was at least two hours late. Because there were just so many people on the streets. Yeah, it was crazy. How many? Like two million people there. They were. I mean, they were expecting two million. I think there was more than that. Um, and I know. I'm trying to think. I think the population of like down, like Toronto, not the GTA, just Toronto, is about two point eight million. And they were expecting two. So, I mean, a lot of people came in from, you know, outside Toronto for the parade, but just to see those streets as, like, to see University Avenue packed like that, um, mm. like on the on the corner where there's, like, Chipotle and Jackasters where I've gone a bunch of times before, like, a Leafs game or a Raptors game, to see that just <laughs> swamped with people, people are sitting on, um, like, the traffic lights trying to get a good view. Oh, man, I just... You know, you just couldn't help but be just be absolutely stoked for the city. Um, Might might mean more for us because, you know, yeah, we do have that kind of affinity with Toronto. Um, I was there when the whole kind of Maasai era began. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've really been invested in it and um, emotionally invested in it. So to see that all, like, just unfold, like, was crazy. I didn't even care that it was running late. Um, I actually did a bit of work while I was sort of watching, you know, them make the, make their way up to Nathan Phillips square. And so that, cause I knew that next day was going to be a write off. I was, I wasn't going to do work and I had stuff due. So <laughs> I just did it in the middle of the night and sent it to them before I went to bed. Um, and then just they would have been like, man, this
1: Logan, he works so hard. He's like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> He's burning the midnight oil, getting
0: everything done late at night. I know, because I told I said I, I would get it to them at midday and they got it at like six AM. So they'll be like, what the hell? Um yeah, just oh, it's just so cool. Like it's it was the definition of absolute scenes. You know? Yeah. Um obviously there was one I guess uh sour note. There was that yeah. The shooting that happened sort of in the far corner in Nathan Phillips Square. Um, I don't think um, anyone died from it. There was a couple of people that had like serious injuries, but it sounded like it was all handled very well by the Toronto police. Um, Mm. And then the Raptors themselves uh, obviously conducted themselves (laughs) amazingly well, like so calm. Uh, The fact that they were able to... I, you know, not incite a riot with that many people in one spot. Yeah,
1: exactly. The, uh, the crowd control, like to be that hyped up. And then obviously it could have look at that. Yeah. It could have been so crazy. Oh. And that, the footage, I, I saw a video from someone who was on top of town hall or city hall and you could see it happen in the corner mm. and you hear the, the pop pop of the gunshots. And then the crowd just kind of, you could see, it's weird to think that those were people and they were just spreading and running and saying, so, oh, it's oh, it crazy to think
0: that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then, you know, then you had obviously Drake was really hyped up. Um, there was – they Drake was uh, going to perform. Apparently it was going to be a four-song set and then because I was running late and obviously safety concerns, I believe they have to cut things short. So the rally was a lot shorter than what it was going to be. But I mean, we got so much out of it. We got everyone booing at Rob Ford, which was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you see that video
1: of Messiah just walking past him, not even knowing? Yeah, who he was.
0: <laughs> kind, of, kind of had to, someone had to introduce him and be like, "Oh, Messiah, yeah. this is the Prime Minister of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Mr. Trudeau, lovely to meet you. <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. I just, I just love this team, man. Like, um, and Kawhi
1: getting up and going." I hope you have a fun time.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh God! And then everyone lost it. Oh, dude is a fun guy. Mm. Fun guy. I hope he stays. But I think a lot of people don't. You know, even if he left, it's like, dude, you've given us so much in one year. You know, like what? What else can you ask for? Really, you've given you've given the city what they wanted. I do feel. Yes. I feel a little bad for Toronto FC because they i think uh at the start we like on the Sportsnet broadcast they sort of showed you know what other um toronto like professional sports teams have done with their parades obviously they showed the 67 parade with the leafs you had like the 93 parade i think it was with the toronto blue jays and you Mm -hmm. show the toronto fc it was only from a couple years ago that was also on nathan phillips square but the people there versus the people that are there now, it's, it was like, it was the Trump inauguration.
1: Yeah. And can you even imagine what it would be like for a Leafs
0: one? (laughs) It's just, to be honest, I think it'd be very similar. Um, right. It might even, I don't, I don't know. Like because of this, the, the, the the Raptors are now the, um, most valuable team sports team in Canada. Like, they've overtaken the Leafs.
1: Yeah, but I I don't know. It's There is that underlying fandom of Leafs that will never – because like, you have the crossover between Leafs fans and Raptors fans, like what you are. Yeah. Whereas I think there are those hardcore just Leafs fans that will come out of the woodwork and celebrate the victory if, <laughs> if it ever happens.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I just think – The Raptors kind of, there's a thing that I love about the Raptors is that they do symbolize the diversity of that city. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, young and old kind of come together for it, you know, rich and poor, um, you know, people of all races, you know, you see it in the team itself. It's not just a bunch of, bunch of white guys. Um, It's, you know, you've got Pascal Siakam from Cameroon, you know, you've got, um, Serge Ibaka, who can speak like maybe every language under the sun. Obviously, Masai Jerry, very close ties with Africa and everything he does there. Um, you know, it's just, I think it's just really cool. It's a team that like everyone can get behind, but like they're almost like the world team. Like probably everyone was, you know, aside from maybe California, was rooting for them to beat Golden State. And it was just awesome to see it happen. And the way it happened, obviously, I would have preferred if they won it at home. I felt like um winning in golden state the end of game six was very lackluster it was, weird. It was such the a whole weird
1: the review thing was just like can we get rid of video reviews forever just <laughs> get rid of them
0: yeah so i mean just it was an amazing, amazing day man i was so i was i did not care that it went on long i was very happy that i could just watch it um and they actually, I think they streamed it live. Like there's, it wasn't region blocked or anything. They just had it on the website. So I think you can relive it all online. Pretty sure it's all online. Um, I don't expect anyone to sit and watch all seven hours again, but there's highlights videos. So go check those out, man. Cause it was, it was freaking awesome. Like that was, that was a night well spent watching that parade.
1: <laughs> yeah. And in, in comparison to the blues parade, it was just kind of nothing. Like that was great for the city of Saint Louis, but like you said, it was an entire country in behind yeah. the Raptors.
0: Great, great for Canada. So, interesting to see how things go. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I'm just, oh, I'm just, just so happy with the Raptors. Um, and now, obviously, all the pressure is on the Leafs. Um, obviously, you mentioned obviously the Blues. Now, the Leafs are the longest have the longest drought. -hmm. Because of that. Um so (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's Well
1: except for except for the California Golden Seals, but they're not actually team. Well, yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think oh what I was trying to say before with like how I feel bad about um Toronto FC is that in all the articles I read, people will be like, Oh, this is the first major sports championship for a Toronto professional team since the Toronto since the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh and it was like it's in the name Major League Soccer. <laughs> I not I but, mean I know people like forget about it versus the you know the NBA and the NFL and the NHL, but it's But there is also oh.
1: the there's also the Argos as well who tend to win almost every other year, but no one ever cares.
0: I was gonna say does anyone give a shit about <laughs> no. the Argos? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Um what is Canadian football? <laughs> It's touch it's touch football. Um, <laughs> yeah. The other crazy thing was that had come out of this whole St. Louis uh Stanley Cup storyline. Obviously, Gloria became this massive anthem. Um, and I only found out a few months ago that Gloria is a song about Anderson Cooper's mother, and her, her name is Gloria Vanderbilt ah. and she, and she died mm. just two days ago. After this, after St. Louis won the Stanley Cup, and this big groundswell about the song that was all about her and everything, and then Anderson Cooper had to do a live on-air read announcing his mother's death, which is whoa, oh. that's creepy.
0: <laughs> that's rough.
1: But how weird is that? Like a song out of nowhere, and like throwaway song from the '80s becomes this <laughs> big, this big anthem for a random sports team, and then. Song that's about the woman dies two days after they win a Stanley Cup. It's like Well,
0: oh, I hope she enjoyed those royalty checks while she could.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> three hundred and five million dollars of royalties from that song.
0: Wow. What just, <laughs> just Really? Just just from like the blues like using it or
1: No, just in overall, but I, I imagine they would have grown massively in the last kind of three months. It's
0: crazy. Well, I don't know. Is that the note that we want to end this podcast on talking about someone passing away? Hmm. Well, I you could, no,
1: I think we need to oh, bring it,
0: the, bring it up a bit. Bring <clears> it up. Okay. So that just, that just reminded me, um, to bring it back home, to wrap it up with New Zealand, uh, big, big round of hockey and the NZ IHL. It's the rematch the admirals since the stampede in queenstown and uh well we know what happened in queenstown the last time the Admirals were in town yeah they shit didn't went have down to, it was a bro down. Yeah. yeah um, they only had to play one game <laughs> oh actually yeah no you're right i'm talking about round eight where they had the big oh, melee yes, the
1: full on. Yes. The, the full on. I, can, sorry, I
0: completely down. forgot about the finals. You forgot I, about the finals. I what know. Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm referring to a round eight last year when the, all the suspensions came and everything. Um, yeah. Interesting post on the stampede Facebook page. Um, it says directly we are how bent on getting something back off the West Auckland Admirals. Now, of course, you'd think that would mean just a win because obviously they won They won um, the Burgle Cup in Queenstown. But then you look at the photo they used and it's the fight with old Chaba Jr. laying there on the ground. And it's like that kind of adds a different context to it. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be um, <clears throat> a great Friday and Saturday night. So 7 p.m., NZHL, YouTube, if you're not going to the games, tune in because... They'll be fantastic. And the Queenstown live stream team do an amazing job. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, Dave Dummick gets so freaking hyped on the commentary. Um, It's great. And then they actually had Scott Kennedy, uh, listener of the podcast, doing color commentary as well, which is pretty cool. Um, So yeah, big round. Um, Obviously as well, I'm trying to think. And then you've got um, the swarm and the thunder. I'm really excited to see where the swarm team is going in 2019 and also the thunder because it could be the year we get an all tiger final it could be the year oh i'm not calling it yet it's too early but it's i mean it's looking promising isn't it anything
1: that gives us more paris hide <laughs> yeah I'm, right I'm, I'm happy about
0: paris hide and henry taking <laughs> it I would love a you know a good finished goalie, and since he listens to the podcast, hey buddy. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, another big round. So make sure you watch that, obviously uh, as well. I saw that basically every coaching job in the New Zealand national teams pretty much is up for grabs. So yeah, I
1: saw that post come out today. So if if, if, if a, you know how to coach, just put your head on there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, if I could, I would, but I. I'm better suited for other things as I'm sure you are as well. So
1: one one thing that wasn't on there was video coach. So maybe <laughs> if that happens, you yeah, could there's the
0: resources there. for that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I think I kind of need to pick uh, Travis Crickard's brains first, more about video coaching before I put my hand in to, um, any ring for that role. But anyway, we derailed this podcast for about 20 minutes talking about the Raptors. I, I mean, it's a good mix. Um, we've got a few interviews coming up. Obviously we're trying to uh, arrange a few more with the Kiwis playing in Australia. Uh, Hoping to get that happening. Um, I don't know what else, like obviously more NZHL interviews. Uh, um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to come, but we kind of, you know, I think I miss talking the shit with Joe sometimes because, you know, we don't get to hang out in Auckland anymore with me being in Sydney. So it's nice.
1: This this is a good, nice little shooting the shit chat. Yeah. So I hope all of you people enjoyed listening to us. Have a conversation.
0: <laughs> it will be like that meme of, you know what it's like listening to a podcast and you're pretending to hang out with your friends. Um, yeah. but yeah, give us your feedback. I always love to hear from you. Hit us up on social media, um, on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Obviously we're really big on at Puckya NZ. Um, I was going to talk about our website, but I might save that for another day. But if you've kind of noticed, it's been a little bit dead for a while. The main thing is obviously we're focusing more on social media because that is what gets you guys connected and we can talk to you and it's great. And it's awesome. But for now uh, I want to leave you with something that's, I don't know if it'll hype you up. If you're a Raptors fan, it'll, it'll fucking hype you up because it gets me every time. Um, but this is Cardinella Fisher with his remix, his Raptors remix of his song, the Anthem. So Thanks for listening, guys, and um, we'll be back next week, I'm pretty sure. And you know what? You know what's getting me hot? The fact that my freaking laptop is freezing. Here we go. Yes. All right. Let's go. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya.
2: to the T-Dot. Six. With Larry in the mix, where Kawhi shooting from the corner, posing for the pigs. This is the city where we all speak Patois proper English. Raptors is my squad, that's why I sing this. Bleed, red, and white like Coca Cola Classic. Some people I know still have their jerseys in the plastic. Fourth corner gets drastic, so we pour a little liquor out and turn it up inside Jurassic. Spicy pizza Gasol, and Danny Green on fire already. We just sat in the gasoline. Ask we love where we from Every 2.8 million Seagulls from the T.O. Reppin' everywhere I go, everywhere I go. Everybody, from the Everybody from the cold This is where we callin' home Seagulls yeah. from the Reppin' everywhere I go, everywhere I go. Million, people at your door. million people at your door This is where we callin' home Where I, where, where I go, million people at oh, your oh, door. Yeah. This is where we call in home.